Welcome to our next adventure with Chemology 411, a podcast about anything and everything. Kim and her guests will take you behind the scenes, behind the story, or behind the bar. So sit back, make sure your seatbelt is fastened, tray table in its upright position, all carry-ons stored under the seats. But for this adventure, electronic devices must remain on as we are ready to take off on our next adventure, introducing Kim Schultz and Kimology 411. Hi everyone and welcome to Season 2, Episode 98. Um, It is... What do we call it? Systematic chaos. Right. Yes. Ah, you got it. We are doing our systematic chaos, which is the first part of 98, but in its own podcast. Yeah, in case people are confused, how could you say 98 and still not be sure? This is a brand new thing, so we're splitting off our yeah. our miscellany, if you will, from the main con- podcast, and therefore, she we've only just named the thing in the last couple right. of weeks is and, only our third time. And so when you go to episode 98, the actual episode, we're going to talk about a day at the K. We'll let you figure that out. I am Kim Schultz, and I'm your adventure coordinator for this show. Let's say hi to my co-host, Tyson Harley. Does that main episode have anything to do with Sesame Street and learning the alphabet? Could be. It hmm. could be. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, interesting. Uh, now, I remember when I was a kid, and I'm not trying to give away anything because maybe it's like this. The letters would have, uh, they'd be little characters, and they'd have the characteristics of, of words that started mm-hmm. with them. Like, H should be hairy and, you know, that type of a thing. So we'll see what the day at the K is all about. Well, it could be Kim. You never know. I mean, a day at the Kim. Oh, okay. This Kim. is beyond third. This is beyond third person. <laughs> you will refer to me as the Kim. You will be. Yes, I am the Kim. <laughs> oh boy. So who starts? Who well, has the most? I'm gonna go. I well, I'm just gonna talk about this last weekend. Our, my big event that we talked about earlier was Slash and Bash uh, movie festival. It's a horror sci-fi festival, and the last two times we've done it, 2018, 2019, we actually held it in Lawrence. And this year we brought it back to Topeka and we had um, Jay Underwood and um, Marty Langford who came in. We flew them in. Jay is from The Boy Who Could Fly. He was in a Star Trek part. He played a Star Trek character and he also was in um, Uncle Buck and he was... Was he a little guy back then? Or yeah. was he one of the adults? He was just a cute... No, he's a cute kid. Yeah, he was a cute kid back in Uncle Buck. And um, then Marty Langford actually directed the movie Doomed. And that is a movie that is about... Oh, man, about... With, poli- with with Sting and, and yeah, the big no. worm. No. Oh, well, that's Dune. You said Yeah, Dune. not Dune. Doomed. Doomed. And this sounds very interesting. I, I, you don't have to tell it now, but I'm sure at some point we will talk about it. But anyway, you well, told me back. I was going to say... Tyson and I are actually going to watch the movies, so we'll actually do our own podcast. It'll be an episode of it, but the Fantastic Four back in 1993, 92, something like that, um, basically, whole big story. They gave them like $1.2 million to make this movie. They 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 made the movie, um, barely, because that's not a lot of money, and it was called, it was the Fantastic Four, and Right before it went out, I mean, they had 
they had trailers in the movie theaters. They were going to cons. They were autographing things. They had costumes going out, promoting this movie. And then they came in and said, yeah, never mind. We're not doing it. Put it away. So I know this is hard for some of the younger people to believe, or at least those, say, 10 years and more uh, younger than us. But, you know, it wasn't always a slam dunk for a, a superhero movie. I mean, no. some of them were not highly budgeted. Think before Stan Lee got world famous, it was just more of a nerdy thing. And you may or may not get a great budget uh, for those type of superhero movies. And they were campy sometimes. Yeah. So they so, didn't have any big effects and big dramatic plots behind them necessarily. Right. So that well, was the time I'm, and I'm hoping about 93. Uh, yeah, 93. I think it came out in 94. And you'll find out how I got a copy of it. Kind of crazy. And then I'm hoping in the future I can get Marty and Jay and if they know anybody else in it, in the movie, um, to join me in a webinar. And basically you guys can come in and watch the movie with us and then you can actually ask questions. So that's kind of something that I'm looking into doing. Whether I do it through Zoom or whether I do it through my brother's stream a show, that's just gonna depend on if they're being nice to me or not and wanting, allowing me to, to do that. But I think I think more than likely we'll do it through stream a show because that's our product. It's We don't own Zoom, but we do own stream a show. So we're gonna be doing something like oh, that. Oh, don't be modest. We know you're ch really a ch rel the billion, relative of a Chinese the billionaire. billionaire of the Billions. Zoom. Uh, so anyway, but you know, we did, we had a great time. It was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We, um, we just watched movies and a couple of the movies that I would love for you guys to go check out. You can get them on like Amazon or places like that. Usually they're like 99 cents. They're not a lot to rent. Um, but the, the first one is, um, exposure, and it was awesome. It was awesome. It had my friend um, and our, your friend, um, Carmen, in it. Um, and Anello. I think that's how you say her name. Her last name just it looks, looks like, like Anello. Maybe it's Anello, but it's my yeah. name is Anello. But uh, anyway, so she stars in that movie. She's so, she's just that beautiful person. I just love, I love her face. I love her personality. She's just one of those good people. And if I, and if I could, uh, as a quick aside, you know, there are some women who like, they just have, it's weird. It's like they got this extra muscle tone, but they're Oh my feminine. God, she's perfect. Like her body uh, like, is amazing. You know, you know like it, um, even guys would be like, eh, looks a little bit this stick figure-ish if you don't go to the gym. Yeah. And then you have other people where their muscles just kind of fill out just perfectly and it goes along with her. She's just one of those. And I don't know where she would rank put up to against, you know, absolute Hollywood perfection. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised she's if you... She's pretty close. Yeah, she's, she's pretty, pretty close. She's pretty close. So, very excited to go see... You, you want to see Exposure. And then she's also in the newly released uh, movie called I Am Lisa. And it was incredible. Incredible! It was basically this this girl is in this small town, and she comes back because her uh, I think grandma dies, and she has this um, bookstore, and 
Carmen is actually in this movie as well, and she plays the bully, which is really weird because she normally plays, you oh, know, like it. the love interest or the the victim or the the good person, and she's a total bitch in this one. And <gasps> it was a little bit hard, like watching her, because you kind of want to laugh because you know her. If you didn't know her, you'd be like, "Wow, she did a really good job." But you know, she's sitting next to me as we're watching this movie, and. I'm just kind of like you kind of like oh yeah you're so tough but she was she was tough and um it is a werewolf movie and uh, my friend jake uh, jackson did the makeup which was incredible and then there were other people in there and i believe um i am lisa was patrick ray so my friend austin snell did exposure and my friend patrick ray directed i am lisa now the reason i know these people is because at the break room we used to do movie um movie release parties and that's how i met austin and patrick and they're very very talented uh the third movie that I would want you to find to, to, to watch is um, The Torture. It is a 36, 39 minute movie. And the really cool thing is, is next week, well, I mean, this, this will already, this actually will be released. And then at some point you can go and find the podcast from Joe Manco that I did superstar segment and learn a little bit more about the torture. But those were great movies. We had tons and tons of movies. My friend Gary Pylan did a movie called Blackstone the hand of god i think what you kind of hiccup there blackstone blackstone the hand of god and anybody that acts except tyson and i were in that movie ever like you like it's like oh no them no them no them no them no them some some of the downfalls of me being away from the social media circle now from from dropping out of a regular social media is that I'm not getting in those circles. But, uh, yeah, someone needs to put me in a movie because I'd kick butt. But, right. Uh, so, yeah, you could have been in this movie because everybody was in this movie. Um, and so we watched that one as well. So that was my Slash and Bash weekend. We're going to do it next year. We'll do it August. We'll do. I think we're going to do the last week of August next year. So it's going to be bigger and better. I met a lot of new friends, and it was a great time. Great. All right, I'm going to preview my... It's actually five, but some of these are pretty short. One, I've got Itchy and Scratchy, the sequel. (laughs) All right. Two, I've got a little bit of extras on some people's top ten movie list. Just some extra little factoids that happens to kind of coincide with my first topic. Three, I've got Run. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, an update update on my running. And then I'm going to talk about the benefits of wearing a mask. Then, finally, I got a little bit of nerdiness with some scientific stuff with uh, that I've looked up just because it, it's very right now in August of can in August in Kansas, the the weather's always nutsoy to try to be outside, and so happened to look up something interesting about about how and why it is so miserable outside. So, going to talk about that. So, first one. Itchy and Scratchy, the sequel. Okay, you have to listen to the last Systematic Chaos. And I don't want to ruin it for you there, but we do have something there that we called Itchy and Scratchy that was about the adventures of Tyson. And during that, I said, man, I cannot think of... I I referred to a movie. 
uh-huh. and said, oh man, now think of this. So I'm gonna, I want you to append, append the images you put in your head, if you haven't listened to it, or even if you have, uh, of um, one of these scenes, and you know which one I'm talking about, with, with this song, and it should make it more entertaining. And at the time, I couldn't remember the song. So listen to this. Okay, I get no recognition from you. No. So this is from The Lost Boys. Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, they just kind of threw it in there. I don't know why. And Corey Haim, still like kind of a, a you know, a, a preenie. He's not a preen, but he's like 14, 15. Till, he, he has this just where he's at his, at the house in a bubble bath. And he's, <laughs> and he's singing the song. So append that to the memory of, of my last you, story. You and Don. I ain't got no oil. You guys don't realize the last bath he got... took, he took it with Don. Hello, Don. Hello, Don. Unfortunately, it wasn't Don Wells. <laughs> so the, the, the thought I, I had about this was, oh, my gosh, what did I – don't you love it when you put your no- – oh, yeah, so – I had that, and I thought, that's the one. That'll be funny. And I thought it would ring a bell for you, and it nope. really didn't. didn't well, the, the what then I looked at it and did a little bit of dot connecting, and I just am curious. You know who does that song? Of course you know. Uh, Clarence Frogman, and then uh, I can't right now. I'm not seeing his, his, his last uh, name. But uh, his it's called Frogman. So he does one verse where he's the guy right. I, I ain't got no something he does one got verse no where man. he's the girl I ain't got no man uh, he does one verse where he's the girl and that's that part I right. ain't got no man and then he does one where he's a frog and so anyway it's weird but anyway he has sung some other songs you would have actually known from the 50s he's like a, an old like blues type artist and I thought to myself wait Frogman Frogman did you, or were you not a fan of the Lost Boys? Let me. No, like I haven't seen the Lost Boys in years. Clarence Frogman Henry. And I thought, no way. Could they have possibly done this on purpose? Well, if you remember the uh, show, there were both Corys uh-huh. Corey, Corey Feldman Heim. and Corey Haim. Haim. And what was the character's name for Corey Alan Feldman? Alan Frog and Edgar Frog. They were the Frog Brothers. That is hilarious. And I just wonder, I have not looked at it, but right? I wonder, did they just kind of like, oh, that'd be good. Yeah, like a little inside. Yeah, I wonder, just because of Frog Brothers and they did they did that song. It's like, you know what, we've got this throwaway scene over here where he's taking a bath just because it's kind of an innocence thing and he's just being totally goofy, like a goofy. Maybe it's to, to add to the goofiness of the kid. He just got there and, okay, yeah, he's still young and goofy. And here he is singing to a silly song while he's taking a bubble bath. They're like, you know what, frog, frog? Let's do that song. That'd be a funny song. I just wonder whether that was the inside story of that. It may be totally coincidence, but I just saw that. I'm like, you're kidding me, frogman? And I thought, wait a second, frog? Isn't Feldman like something frog or something like that? And sure enough, it's the Frog Brothers. So that's what I have for that. We'll go to the uh, other ones as we switch back and forth. Okay, so... You know, pool time is important to me, and I want to go to the pool. Like you know, I had um, slash and bash Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I was so Wednesday I was going to go to the pool, and of course we had clouds, colder, so I ended up going to the pool 
was it maybe it was Thursday maybe that was Thursday oh I think it was Thursday so Thursday I was going to go to the pool before I had to go to Slash and Bash and so then my friend was like well if you can't come over today you can come over tomorrow so I called I, I asked all of my friends in Topeka I was like you know y'all want to go to the pool and everybody was busy which by the way was not heartbreaking to me because I really enjoy listening to my music and just laying in the pool by myself not talking to anybody and just kind of so where do you have somebody's my friends okay. um yeah so my they're friend like Sharon. well we don't really care if you want to hang out back there oh yeah I go like there all the time yeah they weren't gonna, they weren't using it so anyway I did go over there for like two hours in between. See, I could never do that a quick aside. I couldn't be like, well, I know you don't really want to use it, but do you mind if I use it? Oh, no. They invite me over. It's, it, I dog sit for them. It's it's okay. it's my friends. I have a hard time. Very close. But no, I can go over at any time. Even if I knew them well, oh, I'd yeah. still be, I'd, I'd have a hard time. So no. I'm glad you're past that. I have no, no like, problem. They don't have a problem. I don't need to create any, pool. I don't need to act like they, 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 I'm, I'm no. creating a problem if they're not expressing it. Cool. It's a pool. It's a pool. And I love pools. And they're like, she's like a mom to me. So it's not like it's just somebody that I don't know. It's like she's right. like my she's like one of my moms. So anyway, pool is important to me. So Saturday, of course, we couldn't go to the pool. But Sunday, I had told my my brother and his partner came over to Slash and Bash Saturday so I could introduce my brother to Gina, who owns uh, Z&M Twisted Vineyards, which is a they make their own wines, and I'm hoping to you know get them to come in to serve some wines at um our restaurant so they were there and i said well i might i might see you guys at your pool tomorrow because they are up here on the corner and i've been going to their pool for years since they've owned the condo and my friend georgie georgiana and i were going to go to the pool so i get a call on sunday while i'm at the grocery store and nathan says why aren't you at the pool so i was like well George didn't call me, and he's like, well, I'm heading up now. And it was later in the day, and I'm like, all right, I'm going into Dylan's. I'm getting my stuff, and then I'm I'm, I'm heading home to um, beach with the pool. So we get up to the pool. And so they, this is also nearby, you said? Yeah, this is at 29th okay. and Gage, just like a couple blocks away at the condos. So I get over there, and they're at the other pool, the one I don't normally go to, and that one's kind of surrounded by a bunch of, like, kind of hidden. And my other one is a little bit more out there. It's nicer, but they weren't there, so I go over there, and, and he's like, it's so nice over here. Nobody ever comes. So that was a lie. The guy shows up, not a big deal, gets in the pool, whatever, and Nathan and I are talking. Well, another young man and his girlfriend show up, and they're going to play dominoes. And um, he is just, he's loud. He's just, you know, like, you want to play dominoes? And he's just has a big personality. Um, and they're over there sitting, and, and is it cold? And I'm like, no, it's not cold. But evidently, they thought it was cold, or the girlfriend thought it was cold because she got in, and she's like, that's too cold! And I'm thinking, well, I've been laying out in the sun. It felt nice to get in the water. So anyway, my brother finally comes down, and we're swimming around. And Nathan is over talking to the young man. And uh, my my daughter used to live over there. She lived there for four years in the same condo. It's my brother's condo, and he moved downtown. And then my daughter ended up moving in there with her husband. And then they just moved out. And then my brother and Nathan moved back in, and they renovated the whole thing. And and so anyway this guy's talking and i heard him say something and and uh i said what and 
Nathan said, oh, yeah, um, he feels as if the people around here do not, um, that they don't like him. And I said, oh, really? And the guy goes, yeah, I think he has problems with people like me. Well, he is a young man of color. And uh, Nathan is like, yeah, there are, you know, some of the older generations, you know, it's just kind of the way they were brought up. And and I didn't say a word. I'm just kind of sitting there. So who's he that the guy's alleging doesn't like him? The president of the board. Okay. It's the old man that yells at everybody, evidently. Okay. And I've met him multiple times. He loved my daughter. And so I'm just kind of sitting there and, and they're, they're having a discussion about this. And he was like, yeah, it's really sad. And he's like, yeah, um, we had a birthday party and it got backed out. We couldn't go over there. So we had my, 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 my kids and their friends came over and then the families. And then we were just going to do a pool party. And we were out, you know, on our little baby grill. And we got yelled at, like, y'all can't be out here. Um, you can't. You can only have four bands per place Which you can't have permission of yeah you have guests. to have the you have to have a so band so you can't have arbitrary. seven children up here it wasn't arbitrary no, it was no. a, there's a there's a number but, but in his mind he was like but other people are able to bring all of their people in here which it's probably true I didn't say anything, still not, I'm still not saying anything. So I go and I lay back down in the chair and, and Nathan comes over to me and we're kind of sitting there and this young man starts yelling at this guy that's over outside the fence. He's yelling at him. And then the girl said something. The and same he, guy? Yeah. That we're talking about. Yeah, there's he, only two people up there. Some, okay. Yeah. He's yelling at somebody else and it's a friend of his and then they're laughing and then he's like, I'm going to kick his ass. And then the girl's like this, ah, this is annoying. And so she's kind of still sitting there. Then they go back and forth and a little bit later, another couple comes to join them to play dominoes. So then the guy jumps in the water and this is when everything kind of goes crazy. So the guy gets out and he's probably at least 300 pounds. So this is he's a guy, a big, the guy who came in later. The second one, who, the big guy. Yeah. So the, the so his friend comes in and he's about 300 pounds. The the first guy is a, a thin guy. He's not a big he's not a big guy and he's gone. He left to go get a, a thing to cuz they're going to order pizza. He comes, so the guy has his back to the thing. He runs across, tries to pick up the chair and throw him in the pool in the chair, which he's not even going to move the chair because he's not going to pick this the guy, guy up. The guy was here first, tried to do that to the big yeah, friend. Yeah, to the little in. guy, tried to pick up the big guy that's sitting in the chair. And they're screaming and yelling at each other and they're just, you know, and they're doing their doing their stuff and all it reminded me is my ex-husband because that's what he did. It's like, yeah, he I'm thought so it was funny so and, funny and, uh, and rambunctious. And, right, and and I'm thinking, okay, well you're middle age, you know, you're in your 30s. These are not children. And I just looked at Nathan and I said, "Do you honestly think that they don't like him because of the color or because of his behavior?" Because this is going to make me leave. And so I got up and left. Like I, we all got up and left. But I said, I can't sit here. I'm sorry. But when you're at a pool, and I, I, I'm old, you guys, I'm old. But when you're at a pool, you don't play that way. You don't try to throw people in the pool. Especially, like, what if he would have knocked that chair over and he hit his head and then he falls? And no, no, this is no place to do it. And then you're screaming and thinking that you're funny. And you, I know you're stoned. You're probably drunk. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, I get this. If you were not by a pool, I would still leave. Because I cannot handle that with through 
dealing with my ex-husband that was that was what I dealt with for years of him thinking that he was so funny and that guy he wasn't doing anything on purpose he was just being himself but in my mind I was like this is why this is why they're yelling at you and telling you to stop first of all you can't bring 12 people into the pool this pool is not that big and secondly you're screaming at each other like screaming and then the guy goes like this he's like he, he would scream and he'd look over at us and go the, the bigger guy he'd go like this hey guys I'm really sorry that we're being loud it's just the way we are god damn it and he would scream again and then he'd turn around they were just being funny they were, they were doing nothing wrong not intimidating but I cannot handle that and a lot of people can't your, yeah I'm like, I just want to be here relaxing. So I said, Nathan, can we just go to the other pool next time? Because I can't can't deal with this. So anyway, that was kind of my my pool story. Is hence why I like to lay in my friend's pool all by myself. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to stress out about anything. But, you know, just because somebody interprets why something is happening doesn't really mean it because they don't understand behavior. I guess they don't see their behavior as disruptive or bad. And right. I'll be honest you with you, if I lived there, if I lived there and I was a little older, then I probably would have been like, hey, you guys, like you really shouldn't be doing that. But also what I would have done is I would have gone up and went to my other pool. If it was mine, I would have just picked up my stuff and went to another pool and allowed them to kill one another. I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So that kind of goes from your relaxing evening to... I gotta go. Yeah, too Yeah, as much. far as perception, like, wonder why that is. It's like, always remember, I've said many a time, they could be staring at you because you look hot, or they could be staring at you because there's a booger hanging out of you. I was going to say, oh, the booger. So, all right, so n- number one, number two for me is, uh, speaking of that, I thought we'd have more of a time just talking about Lost Boys. So you giving me the glazed look is, is crimping my style a little bit, but nonetheless, we will still go over it. Those of you who, who uh, I've seen Lost Boys a lot. I've one of my favorite movies for just kind of fun, but also has some drama and some folks that end up being big, you know, Kiefer Sutherland and such. But uh, a little bit of extras on that since I was on the Lost Boys looking up that song. Now, the older brother was Jason Patrick. Ring yep. any bell whatsoever. No, I know Jason Patrick. So I don't know that he did a lot, but interestingly, it, like he's not been super active as an as a artist, uh, as an actor recently. Uh, however, and, and since then, but he won a Razzie. I don't know if he was nominated or he won for, do you remember this? There was Speed with your guy. Heck, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Keanu uh, did not sign up for Speed 2. That was with, still with Sandra Bullock. Right. But it was with Jason Patrick. So yes. They, they got a yes. Razzie nomination for the worst couple. I don't know if they won. And then the other thing for Jason Patrick is that he does have a recent movie. I don't know if it's released now or not called MK Ultra, which would be around that CIA, CIA you know, kind of mind-altering drug program and things like that. So he doesn't look like he's the star, but he looks like he's one of the main guys. If, you, if you're wondering about Jason Patrick, who is the older brother with the mullet and Helped out his, uh, you know, his, his brothers as, you know, being such a good older brother and everything from the Lost Boys. He is still a beautiful man. Well, I mean, that's that's for you to decide. I, <laughs> but I remember, looking, I remember being a I'm little skinny kid. At his pictures here. I, I remember being a skinny little kid at the time and going, "Oh, that's like that guy's probably getting a girl he wants." You know, still hadn't filled out still any can. Way, shape or form. Still can. Any shape or form. So the other, another one was the Hames, right? So yeah. the, the uh, I'm sorry, the Corys, Hame and Feldman, 
And if you remember, Corey Haim was in a lot of stuff for that brief period of time. But uh, he only lived to 39. He was uh, in Lucas, too, which I honestly don't remember. I know I know that he was in Lucas, yeah. and I know he was a star, but I don't. And I think it was a notable movie. And he was in License to Drive, which was every teenager's fantasy, because for some reason he had to bring this absolute, like, 10 around. I, for some I don't know whether she was drinking or something, but it was like his... He had to haul her around town, and he kind of... Anyway, that was a, a, another kind of goofy, weird, uh, adolescent, awkward adolescence movie. Right. Uh, where it's kind of like nerds everywhere, like, whoa, dude. So he was in that one, but remember he died at only 39. He died in 2010. Yeah, he had He had eight movies with Corey Feldman, and this is the weird thing. So Feldman, you don't hear this stuff much, because if it's true, you wouldn't hear it much. Right. Feldman alleged that that Haim was a major victim of of, of the uh, like pedophilia yes, um, I, by directors I, and such. Like he didn't yeah. have enough people looking out for him, and so in and, and and Feldman was serious about it. He didn't hold it back. No. He's like Haim was really really damaged by all that stuff. I almost feel like maybe he committed suicide, but maybe it's a drug. I think overdose, it was drug overdose, which I mean, is kind of similar sometimes. Suicide. Well, I think I mean uh, when you when you when you medicate yourself to get through pain you know that's just so he was 39 and no so yeah there were those allegations which are which were interesting but now speaking of me kind of finding the potential hidden pieces to that movie you go okay if feldman who was in eight movies with him eight so the corys knew each other the corys were tight yeah if he said that and if there's an ounce of truth to it what does that bath scene seem a little bit weirder it's like oh yeah we'll do a bath scene with Corey that otherwise has no real reason in the plot i mean he's already comes across as totally goofy right he already comes across as totally just kind of you know a short attention span little brother that you know he's got his mouth you know gaping open all the time uh-huh. and that was actually one of the little tidbits in imdb in, early in his career almost every scene he had his mouth gaping open <laughs> so he already comes across as like what he's supposed to be the little kind of goofy um, younger brother and so why did you need to have a bath scene uh just just say who knows but i just thought that was interesting when you look back at that now what's the one other oh red-blooded american and world females uh, that you, uh, you know, one other character, if you will, from the Lost Boys that you would re- always remember. Think through, but it's not a main character. At a Lost Boys. At the Lost on the Lost Boys movie, you can't you can't count Kiefer. You could, but that's not who I'm talking about. Boy or about. girl. Boy, a red-blooded American cool. females and and world red-blooded females. What else would you remember from the Lost Boys? Beach scene. The buff saxophone player slash lead singer. Oh. So anyway, he oh, had that really yeah. really cool song, and that's actually what I, the, the the atmosphere they put around that song was very fun for me. I have to play that song later. It it was just a cool song, I thought, and that's where the Lost Boys were. I mean, the vampires were kind of praying; they were looking for prey and kind of messing around right, with them. Right. So I thought that whole beach scene was super cool. That guy's name was Timmy Capello, Capello or Capella. I'm not sure which. I think Capello. And he was the guy who played the sax without a shirt on, was all buff, and had this lead sing. He was uh, That song, I thought, like, is this guy like a rock guy, you know? 
Anyway, it turns out that he played saxophone for Tina Turner and may have been, I was a little bit unsure of that, that's what I was looking up before I shut off um, the internet, that he may have been in What's Love Got to Do With It in like the movie too. But regardless, he played saxophone for Tina Turner as well later on. Oh, so wow. just some just some tidbits around uh, The Lost Boys since I brought that up, and that's one of my one of my favorite movies. Just got a good I, mix of like it's kind of scary, kind of freaky, right. kind of funny. Uh, has a lot of cool characters. I really, really like that movie. I always have. And, and so, you know, the thing about Santa, the one thing about Santa Clara, too many damn vampires, you know, the <laughs> guy. So that's what I got, Lost Boys Extras. So I finished up. So it's, this is a long day for me. So yesterday I started my my podcast um, tour, I guess. I have eight podcasts besides ours to do. And the last one will be um, September 12th. That, that is scheduled. I have more people going to schedule. And I have a lot of days with two so that you're I'm saying, doing two we podcasts. Say, instead of just co-host Tyson, These are my superstar. By your, and my then superstar, other, yeah. yep. yep. So I have superstar segments. So yesterday I um, uh, spoke with our friend Vicki Trembley. And so that will come we need, out. We need to go out to eat sometime together. Yeah. So we can laugh our heads off. Oh my gosh, I made her cry yesterday. I can't even remember what it was. I kind of know what it was. It was bad. But she just started laughing and then like tears came in. She's like, oh my God. You Whenever made you cry. make her laugh, you feel better because she's a. She's a, hilarious. A, yeah, but she's also a, what you call it, comedian where you do. Improv. Improvisational yeah. comedian. She's good. She's good. And so we had a really good uh, conversation. And then. Um, my my friend Alex, who I met at a networking meeting oh, a couple years ago, he had just gotten out of prison. He had spent 17 years, I think, in prison for drug charges. He had gotten in trouble and spent seven years when he was in Missouri. And then he ended up getting in trouble while he was in Topeka. And he got a 25-year sentence. And he was able to, after 10 years, get it turned to where he didn't have to do 25 he was able to get out and him and i discuss you know what kind of led to it that but behind we don't really go over we, we talked a little bit about what happened about, about um you know things that went on in prison but then we really kind of talk about the foundation that he's trying to set up to help um help um criminals that, that that get out the people that have oh, yeah. served their time they have no rights they have no discrimination can't vote. you can't, can't do anything vote. they can't vote they have you can literally just go you're a convict there's no you, discrimination you see how circular says if the world keeps going where it goes when you know this or that becomes a dissenter uh, felony and then after you get out the people who dissented to the political situation can't even vote Right. I mean, I know when the when when the civilization is not as crappy, it seems like a a more fair idea, you know. But even then, you kind of think, I don't know. I mean, after fel after felons have served their sentence, maybe they should have a short probation time in the real world to see if right. they're really, and then they should be able to vote. You wouldn't well, think it would be lifetime. Yeah, they, you know that you set them into the, you get them you take, you set them out of prison. And then they have nowhere to go. No one will hire them. They're supposed to pay taxes. They're supposed to do everything on their own. And they don't get any help. Oh, it's yeah. not like they get That's help. That's huge. So we talked, we talked about that. And then my third one, of course, we well, talked before about. Before you go to that person, very quickly, yes. I mean, I can tell you that 
I mean, millionaire athletes have a hard time going to regular life, or let's say, let's say Division One college people. That because everything's been everything is structured, and they don't have to do it. We've kind of talked about touched on this type of thing in other in other podcasts. They are not in regular human mode and no. haven't been. No. And I can tell you, people who go directly into the military, same thing. You, you know, you right. go you go to the cafeteria and your housing is is uh, is accounted for, and you're not used to re- now. Th- I can tell you that it was tough after a half dozen years with that. Right. Let alone prison. Yeah. To be able to adjust to all the things you do with, and I know some of that's for them with full freedom and the, and the temptations, which that's not, what wasn't for me. It was just like, how do I do this? I don't even know. It's just all these things you don't have to do because you didn't have to do, if you will, grown-up things right. for not months, for years, years right. upon years. So that is good for him. And anybody who gets through that, it, to your point, it really is, your, it's not like you're just starting with a blank slate. It's not as though you're starting with a blank slate and at eight, it's, it's similar to being a blank slate 18, but now you're doing it at 37. It's you're, it's yeah. a lot more obstacles in your way than that. Right. I mean, you don't get to do anything. I mean, you'll find out. I'm not going to tell you anything about the interview. It's real. It's saddening. Sounds very interesting. Some of the interesting. stuff that um, that he had to, that he went through. You know, we talked pretty openly and freely, and and uh, he, I I I. I don't know. I, it was afterwards. His his wife was just like, "I have never met you, but I love you because I'm supporting I'm supporting her husband." And um, I when I first met him, you know, people said, "Did you know that he was in prison?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah. I think I can tell by the teardrop on his face. I like he's got clue. the little teardrop because he did this ten years or whatever that's for." And um, I can. I, and he told me, and then he has no he has no problem answering my questions, like whatever I'd ask him, he would answer for me. He's not hiding anything, and so um, that's See, why I wanted him. Afterwards, did she was she there? Did she listen? She was to the on. Podcast? She was on the podcast. Oh, I mean, okay. She wasn't on it, but she was sitting next to him because he was at his house. Gotcha. I did it through Zoom because they live in Missouri. So um, yeah, so I. I am out to help people. This is not the first one. I do have another one that has a little bit of a different story. Um, you know, I mean, same thing. Was incarcerated, and I'm hoping to get him on the show so that you can have two different views of what happened. Like, you can get two different sides of stories of people that are now in the world trying to be successful, and they're totally different totally different things and to be clear as you if if you guys are new listeners you know kim's not you can have two different thoughts do not contradict you can say well yeah i mean you did earn your sentence you know you did earn your conviction and still say but it is tough when you come back given that like i'll say if you gain a lot of weight it's easy for those of us who never have and good for us that we never did that we let ourselves we did preventative stuff to keep but forget that just if you start from point b and you have a lot of weight to lose that's hard that's a different conversation right. you don't have to be dismissive of well whatever he's a criminal who cares it's like all right 
I hear right? you. But really, there's more nuance to life than that. So Kim is not one of those that says, oh, yeah, no one should be convicted either. No, none, none no, of that. no, no, none of that. no, 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 no. Um, She's a he, uh, he, responsibility he, advocate. He, he accepts. <laughs> An he, accountability he advocate. He will tell you that he deserved what he got. He'll tell you that, you know, what he's not going to say, I didn't deserve it. He's not one of those people um, that's going to say that it was, he, that they shouldn't have done it. He was dealing drugs and it wasn't little drugs to get 25 years. There was more to it. So, yeah, that's, that's not what, I, that's not what I said. That's not what I would be like. They don't deserve it. But you know but, what? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. There are many companies that I know yep. that were founded on drug dealings and money laundering. And then that's how they got some they, of their they get, funding. They get the funding, they make the money. And then what they do is they know the time to step out, but they also yep. have the right people time to get judge, legitimate. They have the judges, the lawyers and all the people that are involved in their little circle. We always think of gangs. We always think that gangs are like what we see on TV with the, with the, with the headbands and yo man, what you doing? No, <laughs> no, no. A gang can be of, oh, Lawyers, Congress, I mean, a gang is a group of people with similar interests that are all doing things. But rem remember, no one conspires. Remember, right. we, we don't, we can't use that root word as a noun because right. no one conspires to do weird and, and uh, criminal things together. Right. <laughs> that's, that's called hashtag sarcasm. Right. And you're telling me, man, I know, I know companies that, yeah, they went legitimate, but you know how they kind of had yeah, the money yeah. to go legitimate? Correct. Doing some illegal crap. A lot of things. Oh, there's a lot of companies out there, but they moved and they started doing well. So I'm excited for people to listen to Alex. And so what you're telling me is my my clear and unambiguous morality is what's keeping me from being uh, being as rich as I should be. That's right. Okay. That's, That's right. What I thought I, so I didn't think it was my fault. No, it's somebody else's fault. <laughs> it's somebody else's fault. Morality. <laughs> and then of course I said earlier the torturer, which we showed at Slash and Bash. Um, that also might be a streamer show that we do. And I want to see that. We got to get that scheduled. So. Um, I had Joe Manco. He was the director. Oh, uh, no. The one that I want to see more is the one where it's the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic the, Four. Yeah, that's and different. The, uh, the, the torturer is torture. Doomed. <laughs> torture is torture. It's torture. And it was actually really good. I'm going to watch it again because yeah. I, I can hear it better. Yeah. I mean, I know it now, so I. but I need to listen because I couldn't hear it there because I watched it was, Hostel uh, once, and it was just because there's a pretty girl well, around telling me you want to watch Hostel. I know. Pretty boy. Hello. <laughs> Stupid pretty people. <laughs> but anyway, Joe and I, we talked for about uh, 45 minutes to an hour. And here's one, you know, one of the things that we talked about was the funding that it takes to get these people oh. the money that they need. I mean, they have to keep begging for money and try to get sponsors. And they have these, these great ideas oh, and for his, to, to, uh, his... to, do, to make the movies and stuff. And oh, oh, I, I had, you're back I had donated the criminals. Okay. No, I had donated. Yeah, we're still in the films. I had donated a little bit of money to the to the cause. And I told him, I said, you know, because um, he was like, we really didn't get a lot of money. And I was like, well, I donated. But the only reason I donated is because I had met you. And that's the one thing is you've like in order for people to get give you money they have to know you at some point and you've got to get out there and do yeah, stuff that's interesting because you could do like you know how people do the little and there's a real there's a usual word for it a junket for movies yeah. but that's for promotion 
but you try to go do and say on the opposite and you've got like a shark tank where you try to get funding up front right so for people to know you i guess that's a combination when you're when you're really trying to fund your own movie you need to just go hey guys uh you know got 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 a potential thing it's it's you don't have to do anything but just so you know uh, if you want to come by and you know talk about the project, we're just going to be down here at such and such for an hour and a half, just talking shop. If you want to hear about uh, um, someone who has a dream of making a movie locally uh, and put some real publicity in it, so that's an interesting angle. Like, how do you try to reach out enough if you're not a person of means and are not in that well, circle? It's kind of like trying to get investor. I mean, it is investors yeah, literally, investors. but you know what I mean. It's like. Just well, to fund the the making of the film, and especially if they have like your personality of introvert and not wanting to. And put many artists out are there. like, I, I love, mean, I love to, I love to perform, but that doesn't mean that's my work and that's my uh, expression. But doesn't mean I want to go talk about it all day to people I don't know. Well, and, and do you all didn't the even want to use someone's pool. Let it alone. Go out and ask yeah, people I, to I, give you money. Exactly. It seems like that's, I'm imposing. Right? right. So, so I, you know, what I would love to find is somebody that could give me like 10 million dollars and then set up a foundation and an organization where a filmmaker can come in just like you said like a shark tank thing except i would match the money dollar for dollar so if they can raise a hundred thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars i would give them fifty thousand so dollars it would still be on them because they'd have they would incentive. still have to do it they would have to you know give you the budget show everything that they're doing they would have to have a final product to, to your point on a contract and because it's on them for you you for you to match it, there's incentive still on them to to raise yes, more money otherwise. yes yeah. well they would have to because like he said most people start a film and then they just they they don't they don't stop they don't they run out of money so they never finish it or they get bored with it and it never goes to production it never goes to the last stages so right. anyway you, go check That's out cool. those podcasts cool i've got podcasts. the three best podcasts and then um we'll talk up next week about the ones i do next week because boy i'm telling you I what the, the, the catalog is getting large with two podcasts a week and then your extras oh my so. gosh yes yeah. so this will be i'll do five podcasts this week yeah so our our, and a radio our, show. our catalog is is getting pretty big <laughs> yeah all right now mine we're to run so what is that song that goes? Did you just run? It's, it's um, they, uh, a lot of, of videos um, like memes. A Wall Nation, A Wall yeah. Nation, and the song is called "Run." Run. This is my running update. When we last left our intrepid hero, <laughs> he had fallen off on his running, but not by much. And so he had sworn to let's go for seven out of ten days. It's been very hot. I kind of fallen off because of schedule and heat and all this stuff and I have done six out of seven and as long as we finish early enough well I will run tonight it might not be very long it'll be seven out of eight days so I've only taken one day off and so that's good I'm feeling better about and all those have been outside even with the heat and it's egregious fellows and and ladies it is egregious in it is hot. Kansas it in, is hot and human so it's you're like when when do you run that's the problem and i while i did get some acclimation you still just kind of like ah, i think i'm going to hesitate on running right in the middle of 98 with humidity so but nonetheless 7 of 8 the only only day i took off was when i came back from a weekend uh, at my mother's and it was a little bit late and i wanted to put that yard work in and then i was I did the lawn and I worked out there for probably four or five total hours. So I'm like, oh well, I'll count it as a walk. But six out of seven, seven out of eight tonight. So that's good. 
And then, uh-oh, the old chicken scratch. What am I saying here? Oh, the other thing that was great, because our, our main podcast is going to be about something that took time. Yeah. Day at the K. And because of that, I realized trying to have this goal of, you know, 7 out of 10 or maybe 7 in a row if I could. And I'd already screwed that up, so I didn't want to screw up the second one as far as it wasn't 7 out of 7. I said, man, it's gonna. I'm going to run out of time. We have to leave from work. So I'd have to actually get up in the morning and run. And I did, and since it's gotten hot, I have not ever run just in a downpour. But when it's hot, you'll take a downpour. Oh, yeah. So yesterday morning, I got up and was basically, you know, walking as a little short warm-up walk. And then for just a couple minutes, started running. And I saw some clouds off just away from town, kind of going, I wonder if they're going to hit, you know, dark clouds. Are they going to stay south? <laughs> sure enough, another 10 minutes later, it was just a downpour. And, and I'm to, laying in I bed got, saying, I wonder if Tyson's running. I wonder if Tyson's I did, I I did say I, I, I was going to try to get Told it out me. of the way. And so I got to run for like, you know, 20 minutes or longer and just a downpour. Uh. And it's always an experience you remember. Now, I could, I kind of wish I had more like the onion skin, if you will. That used to be a brand of the really short, um, you know, running shorts because there's not much material in the, and the water comes right off of it. Right. I didn't have that. It was more like gym shorts and they were getting okay. a little a little baggy and a little soggy. Uh-oh. But it's still great. I, I, sagging. You, you always remember that uh, when, you, when you take off on a run that's especially memorable for whatever reason. And when you just get downpour, drowned rat, yes, but you don't have to worry about it feels nice and cool and you're just, you know, kind of splashing through the puddles. Great time. So that's my running update. I have nothing more. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, uh, let me tell you the benefits of a mask. There you go. Okay. Now you're being like, okay, who knocked Tyson in the head? Because he would hold never on, say Hold on. Hold on. I need my mask. Where's my... I can't believe I don't who, have my mask on. Where'd who, it go? Where'd it who go? Who knocked Tyson in the head? Because since when did he talk about the benefits of a mask? Okay. Well, it's only because you showed me a hilarious video, and then it dawned on me. this: if it, When it comes to doing something where you're... In front of people where you have to keep a straight face. You know, you can't break. Oh, yep, yep, It yep, means yep, yep. that okay. that straight face is hidden underneath the mask. Gotcha. So you know how you can go along with something and really screw people up if you can oh, yeah. just, just keep a straight face uh-huh. and, and stay serious and they're starting to go, what the? And that's the benefit that's of the a, mask. Yeah, you that, can, you can keep a straight face easier. And if you could, just in a, a minute or less, say what yes. that video was because it's so, hilarious. All right, so there is this man and he is... Probably about six five. He's huge, and he looks as if he had just been in like a movie. So he's got dirt, and what it looks like like dirt and blood all over him. And on More top than of that, is just makeup. He is muscular. Like three hundred. Think three hundred. Yeah. The movie. And yes, like like um, without what, a shirt. The, what's on. the other? What's the other? Um, with Charlize Theron in it, Mad Max, like a Mad Max guy. Yeah. He's got no shirt on, just, and I'm thinking, how did he get in that store with no shirt on? But he, so he's got. And, no and one it, was going to stop him. And he's got, <laughs> he's a bald head with tattoos on his head, except it's covered by the dirt. Like he had just, he had just, as the other guy goes, got into a fight with a werewolf and kicked the werewolf's ass. And so he comes, he's walking in, of into course. Into like a Walmart or something. Yeah, he's right? at Walmart and he comes in. And he's got a Nerf gun, and he walks over, and he scans a Nerf gun, and he walks out. So this guy store. went into Walmart, Walmart with a straight face, face underneath his, under mask, his mask, walked around with a six foot five, <laughs> two hundred and forty pound 
10% body fat physique without a shirt on and leather pants. Let people go, what the? Can you imagine the number yes. of like, okay, like, oh, I'm not going to make a big deal. I'll, on the way facing him, you you know, a bunch of eyes got big. And the what the? And then as soon as he turned, everybody's like, and laughing. And like, did you see that? So he walked. It would have been hilarious that he would have walked around for like 10 minutes. Right. But what, he at least got to the Nerf gun area. Yep. And he looks like a Mad Max guy. He does. And it looks like he's, apparently he's replenishing his weaponry. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's only a Nerf gun. And so, so a <laughs> and guy. And he had a mask on, so it just made me think, You can't see oh it, yeah, because you're just like, his eyes, he's just, he's so like. He's got the fake um, he, wounds on. Right, his, yeah, he's got the makeup. wounds and the makeup, and and the guy stitched him, and it like it shows <laughs> yeah. him, it, and it goes back to the guy, and he's like, no, we gotta get to Walmart, we need the Nerf guns, no, some six foot five <laughs> giant who just tackled a werewolf and kicked his ass got a Nerf gun, buy the Nerf guns. If he needs one, <laughs> we need one. one. <laughs> he said, buy as many Nerf guns as we can. Uh, So yes, that is a benefit of the mask. If you do some kind of a prank or trick like that, where you're just trying to get people to to go, what the? You you can keep a straight face easier. You know what? (laughs) So at the casino, when I had to wear a mask, I would just be talking to myself and singing underneath the mask because nobody can see your mouth move, right? Because I could be sitting there just talking to myself like, you can get this, you can do this. And I would just talk out loud. And then I quit wearing the mask and I was talking. I was like this. I probably shouldn't be doing that without a mask on. See your mouth moving. Crazy. Out. She's crazy. All right, guys. Well, this. Oh, and my last one, one very okay. super quickly, even though it's nerdy. So as far as the, you know, it's egregious here. Egregious. In early August, it always happens, and sometimes earlier. But around the 7th to the 14th of August, forget about it. It's going to be almost every year. Just like pretend you're in Florida as far as the heat and humidity combination. So I've looked always looked at relative humidity and honestly I've never understood dew point. Have you? And at some point I did, but not don't care. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say no on this because I wanna be able to say it better. I think I can explain it. So it'll be a I do I've I've always said, well just look at the humidity. I mean if the humidity's high and it turns out that if you look, no relative, um, I'm sorry, dew point actually tells you more information. It's not mere humidity plus temperature equals heat index. Uh, so I'll talk about that, but we won't do it now because I thought I had it more mastered than I realized. I'm going to try to explain this. It's going to come out wrong. So we'll talk about forget about time. that one. Forget we'll about that We'll one. talk about it next time. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time, and we appreciate our listeners and excited to continue keep. Growing our show two a week, that's amazing. Uh, make sure to go to Facebook group, Chemology 411. Join, comment, you know, send us messages, whatever. Be nice, because we don't like rude people. Um, and go to Twitter, Instagram, and of course, TikTok. Find me on TikTok. I just uploaded our, um, our episode 98 videos for that so you'll get a little bit we'll talk about that in episode 98 thank you tyson for helping Kim make chemology for a month so you awesome. bet now we're going to talk about a day at the cave all right guys we'll talk to you soon keep taking all of your adventures and bye-bye